This is Panama Today. This is your host, Pastor Bill Wilbur, here in Gamboa. We trust you are not only listening, but later you'll be telling other people about it and following through what we're talking about here today. We're talking about keeping on living for Jesus, because that's all that really matters. I have a friend with me today. Mark is with me. Who is Mark? Oh, you have to come back and find out in the next few seconds. So What's going on with your life these days? On to this program, we want you to keep on living for Jesus because that's all that really matters. But living for Jesus, number one, that is how you find out the meaning of your life. Life is really fulfilling the purposes for which God made us by following the principles He designed for us. Where are you going to find these principles? In the Word of God. Take a look at Luke 9, 24. Luke 9, 24. At a previous broadcast, I had a friend here by the name of Mark, and Mark shared his story. It's uh, actually amazing to see how God will take a person and uh, shake, shape him up, I might say, shake him up and shake <laughs> and do everything at the same time. Uh, Mark, welcome back to Panama Today. Hi, Pastor Bill. I'm so happy and honored to be here. Yes, you said shake him up. That's what exact. That's exactly what the Lord did with me. Yeah. So I was um, a kid uh, who grew up in uh, in the West, in, in Europe, uh, and uh, my parents and I moved back to Africa, and uh, that's where I met the Holy Spirit. That's where I met Jesus in a very powerful and wonderful way he did shake me up where uh where was that in africa that was in addis ababa ethiopia aha uh -huh. ethiopia anybody out there know where that is so you might have to get your uh globe and check that out god is working all around the world too isn't he he is always working yeah yeah that's a good song the lord is good he's yeah. working god is doing amazing things right now in uh in so many countries well, what we want to focus on here for our listeners is when you came to know Christ, what uh, differences did that make? And Because uh, you were going to have to make choices. As a young man, you were right. a teenager, and you were going to be making choices. How did you make those choices? And uh, what did you do when you found out you needed to make those cho uh, choices? Did you do anything about it? That's a very good question. So um, the night that uh, this miraculous encounter happened was basically a powerful movement of the Holy Spirit on my soul. Like I said in my testimony before, um, I felt this, this, this blinding light that just kind of like a Paul type of experience that just touched me and, and, and I... I basically said to Jesus, I will follow you anywhere. And I just felt his presence in my heart. And so that happened, and uh, the night was over, went to bed. I had plans uh, the next day uh, to go out with some of my uh, friends in school. Being a teenager, we were up to no good. And um, my friend sent his uh, driver to come and pick, pick me up. My friend was wealthy, and we were going to go and do some mischievous things. And uh, so he sent his driver, and uh, when his driver came and knocked on our door uh, to pick me up, 
I had my guy at the door tell him he's not available because I was transformed immediately. The desire to go and do the things of the world was gone. I could not explain it. Where, did that happen uh, uh, at a meeting sometime or by yourself at the house or what was it, it like? It was a meeting. It was over at our house where a lot of people were invited and a lot of people get to got to know the Lord that day. Thirteen people had amazing uh, experiences. A lot of them were delivered from um, unholy spirits uh, by prayer and by calling on the name of Jesus, which is the most powerful name in the world. So the name of Jesus cleansed all these temples and made them ready for the life of the Holy Spirit. Was, was that your own house? This was my, my, my aunt's house. Oh, your aunt's house. That's right. And was your aunt the speaker or did she have a guest? No, we had some pastors come from uh, some churches and they came uh, invited by my mom and by my aunt to come and pray over some other family members who were uh, under the bondage of the enemy. Wow. And so these pastors came, started praying, and I was attending, and I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, I want to listen to the word of God. And as the pastors went around and started praying, the Holy Spirit did manifest into my life, and I decided I didn't want to be part of the kingdom of darkness. I wanted to be, yeah. Yeah. to yeah. belong to Jesus. Yeah. We can't be in darkness and light, really. We cannot. You cannot serve two masters. No, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And uh, when we speak in John chapter 1 and then John chapter uh, 8, we find out Jesus is the light of the world and he leads us who are stuck in darkness. And when we come out of darkness, you have to realize you can't go back. You can't go back. So many passages about that. Well, help our listeners uh, understand a little bit. Uh, not everybody had experiences like this, but they've all had the same challenge. That is to know the Word of God and make good choices. So what, what would you say to our listeners as, uh, and to me right now? Encourage me. How would I make right decisions now? So the process that God uses is, of course, His presence. The process is called illumination. The illumination of the Holy Spirit happens at the new birth. So it's a, a thing that happens uh, so for some people all of a sudden. You, know, you wake up and, and, and you see the world a different way, just like I was uh, uh, saying about my, my experiences. The next day, I didn't want to do the things of the world. But... Illumination also comes from the Word of God. Yeah, right. I have a saying that I've been saying for years, and some others, I, I don't think it's my saying, but I heard it somewhere. If you want to hear God, uh, read your Bible. If you want to hear God clearly, read your Bible out loud. Wow, that's good. The Word of God is the thing that we need to understand what God's will is. The process of obeying God starts from reading and knowing what He wants us to know. And the Bible tells us uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Yeah. How does someone get transformed by the renewing of the mind? Well, I'll tell you something that I do. When I have a bad day, I start reading Psalms. And I start in Psalms yeah. chapter 1. I bet you by, by the time I'm at Psalms chapter 5, 6, my mind is transformed. I see the world in a different lens. Yeah, right. Yeah. You've, but an important thing is, listeners, Mark made a choice. 
that he wanted to do something with that day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Instead of no, 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 and go back talking to everybody else who does the same problems, you're not going to learn it. But you made a choice. I made a choice. That's right. And that choice was a gift from God. Yeah. It was enabled by obedience. Being obedient to God is seeking God's truth, looking for His Word, looking for what He has to say about your life. You know, something that's funny is that all human beings have this desire to know what's happening in the world. Yeah. All human beings uh, uh, throughout cultures, throughout centuries, have always wanted to know what the future holds and how to live their lives. So, for example, I'll give you an example. When I was younger, um, I was fascinated by, uh, by, by the horoscope. I yeah. would love to go and look at the horoscope and in the paper you'd go find and find my, my uh, what do you call it, my zodiac sign yeah. and, and read for what was happening there in, during the day. And in many cultures you see people looking at tea leaves and things like that and um, the Bible tells us that God prohibits those things and yeah. what he wants us to do is to read his word. Yeah. And that's why he sent us prophets and he sent us his word. Uh, there's so many ways that God speaks. Uh, the primary way is through nature. Yeah. So the sun came up this morning. Who made the sun? God made the sun. Yeah. And uh, the authors of the Old Testament uh, books will tell you, for example, to look at nature. Look at the ant, for example. The ant works uh, for its food. Um, the Bible also shows shows us uh, that nature shows us that there's a mother and a father for each child, and that's what. God wants it wants the family exactly but the capstone of all the revelation of what God wanted to show us something that completes this thing is the person of Jesus Christ exactly the final prophet the one the Bible is not written as a book of instructions just for us the Bible is written as a compass that leads us into and points us to this wonderful man and and his life the Son of God. When we see the passages which you would be speaking about in a general way here, God really wants us to have this relationship, this fellowship. And uh, what we do and so on is secondary. It's submission to him. Where we go and what we do is, and how we quote unquote, I'm going to serve the Lord, is secondary to actually knowing him and surrendering to him. So, um, and peace, you find, as a way, a barometer, you might say, mm-hmm. as an empire, an umpire, uh, to know whether you're making the right decisions yet. Even though you might not understand what's going to happen, we're not talking about understanding everything, we're talking about obedience. Obedience is certainly something that we need to have. So it is one thing Jesus uh, talked about. He said, uh, I, and I'm going to... I'm going to try my best to quote what he said. He says, there's, a, there's, there's two sons, and one son is told to do something, and he says, yes, I'm going to do it. He doesn't do it. And then there's another son who says, no, I'm not going to do it, but ends up doing it. Yeah. And which one do you think has actually done the will of God? So going and reading your Bible or listening to the preacher or uh, all these things are good, but obedience is exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to be doers of the word exactly exactly so I know you've had to make some big decisions over the years Uh, tell me a little bit more about actually making those decisions how did you do it oh boy 
um, making big decisions in life is actually something that uh, you know a lot of uh, heads of families have to struggle with you know what do I do with my family how do I lead do I take this job do I move to this country do I uh, buy this house there's so many kinds of different things do I where's the Lord leading me so at the basic level the first before making a decision I get on my knees I get on my knees because I I, I know that I am a fallible man right. I know that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a person I can make a mistake and one thing that I do hate is uh, the results of mistakes so my safety net is going to the Lord and getting on my knees and saying, Lord, take over. Jesus, take the wheel, like they say. I don't want you to be my co-pilot. I want you to be my pilot. So you get on your knees and you spend time in prayer asking the Lord. And he's faithful to answer you. So the process for me has been that. Knees first and then opening the word of God. But another thing also is seeking wise counsel. Yeah. Yeah. Seeking wise counsel. And the Bible talks about seeking wise counsel from gray hairs. Right, Pastor Bill? Yeah, boy. That's right. <laughs> you notice I don't have too many gray hairs. I'm very fortunate. Well, the, the gray hairs that you have are, qualify you. <laughs> yeah, just, just those things. The, what you're saying there is making sense but uh, I shouldn't say but, and I should say to be working along with that about good counsel is if if you're having trouble uh, with your wife, your family, don't talk to somebody who's just gone through a divorce. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Find good counsel. Good counsel. Yeah, yeah. It makes a, when we're talking about that. And there is scriptures about doing that. And I think... Uh, in fact, I'm really sure that this is one of the reasons Jesus sent them out two by two. That's right. He wanted you to be encouraged by one another, help each other hear the same direction of the Spirit of God. And uh, so we're not supposed to be alone as lone rangers. We're supposed to, at least they had Tonto. Well, a lot of people don't know that old story, mm -hmm. but they had a guided a person who was guiding them as they make that decisions. Um, this is also a, a, a point of, I wanted to uh, move a little bit, but the same principle of guidance here. We're at a time where people are really uh, being caused to make a lot of choices. And uh, they're run into situations which they can say, I didn't sign up for this. You know, I didn't, I didn't sign up for virus situations and uh, having everybody locked down for my, with my kids for X number of hours and so on. I didn't expect that this was going to happen. And uh, people are losing jobs and, and so on. What, uh, uh, I know these are the same principles, uh, but we find out we have a difficult time uh, knowing that sharing with another person is more and more difficult more and more difficult people don't want to um, as we were talking as we were doing this program together we've taken our mask off i hope nobody uh, avoids i mean is upset about that but uh, we took it off we're uh we're socially distanced here for a bit 
And uh, we, we should call this fellowship distance or come up with some, <laughs> fellowship come, distance. Come up with some new word here. But uh, because we can't see each other's faces, we can't see our responses, and which is so helpful. One thing we do have, which uh, in technology, with the Zoom. That's I right. mean, I didn't even know what a Zoom was X number of months ago. <laughs> a lot of people now did not. I have. I'm zooming all over the place right now. That's right. You know? And uh, but it, it's helpful because you can do it without the mask. That's right. And uh, and uh, you can do it without taking a shower first. You can just show, <laughs> you know. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Part of the old life here coming out here. That's right. <laughs> but the point is, fellowship is very, very basic. Very, very basic. And. Um, but go ahead a little bit on how you've had to make choices and do things and help our listeners as they're going through the COVID right now. So one of the commands of the Lord was that we should uh, gather together and that we should um, help each other out. That's why he, um, he made the church the way that it is. And... Uh, for apparent reasons, we know that it's it's not as easy. It certainly is a trying time. Is these are trying times, and it's hard for people to be able to to see each other more often. And of course, we have technology. But you know, the one of the the good things is because of the technology, I can now pick up my phone when I want to make a decision after having prayed and read the Word of God, and call a brother. Yeah. Call a sister. There you go. We can talk, we can encourage each other on the phone, and that's something that we have not been doing as, um, and I, I like to call it the old world because I think the world has changed and it's going to be changed for a little while. Um, we would just run about our day and uh, maybe just see each other on Sunday uh, and make all our decisions ourselves. But I think this social dis distancing is just uh, something that might just bring us even closer. So picking up the phone and calling people, asking for wise counsel. Just a few minutes ago before we started recording, um, I have a personal uh, thing uh, that I asked uh, Pastor Bill to pray about. And uh, those are things that we do. Talking to people, talking to, to people who actually have a good reputation, a people who, who live a good life, like you were saying earlier, you're not going to go ask uh, somebody who's been divorced about uh, marriage questions. and you know, yeah. um, Ask people who are veteran Christians. Ask people who have gone through situations. If you're a parent, talk to other parents. Yeah. Maybe if, uh, if you have a teenager, talk to somebody who's had a teenager before. Yeah. And you'll find that... Um, it's it's always good and and the other thing also is the Holy Spirit will touch you you see our God is not one of those deaf or dumb idols when yeah. we call upon him and when we ask him things he actually responds to us he more wants to show us than we want to be shown that's right yeah he's eager for us to listen to him yeah earlier we we're talking about uh, human culture always looking for things to give him answers uh, but we actually have a living God. That's yeah. the difference from uh, from these other uh, things. Is that yeah. our God is actually alive? He's a human being. He is a he's a man sitting on the throne, and he has his Father next to him. And the other thing is that he has given us 
the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts. The Holy Spirit. Can you believe that God lives in our hearts? So we're not that far away from the answers that we seek. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So we know that the Holy Spirit has the power to show us what we need to know. Yeah. I was talking with uh, some of my fellow pastors. Um, we try to do that once a month and share what's going on and so on. And one of the guys said, you know what? We've needed to do, since we don't see each other anymore, as in uh, not having services, so to speak, and although they're doing stuff on the Internet and so on, which is nice, but uh, we need, and they started doing it on their own. We were going to say to the elders, line up the elders, line up who the people are, the members, people who come regularly to the church, find out who you're not hearing from, see how they're doing. So take a list and start calling them that's around. That's right. Well, that's what they were going to do. But it started out, they were doing it anyway. And they said, you know, isn't that amazing? Something we have tried for years to get some kind of um, way of uh, adjusting people, connecting people within the church. A lot of people are doing it, which they haven't before. It, it, calling, do more than just sending an email. Actually call, pray on the phone. That's right. Send a verse. Uh, I'm, what I'm learning to do now more, uh, I don't know why it takes me so long, but uh, when I go to call somebody, I, I try to look at my Bible with a verse or maybe I've read that earlier or something like that. And uh, when I hear somebody sick and uh, what I do now, I do the audio with my what's up, read a scripture, and I pray. If I can talk to them, that's fine. But many times you can't talk at the moment. But at least I get the audio. And I do it late at night when I think of things like this. So I think if we um, can be creative, God is creative. I mean, that's what he did. He built a whole world and a creation. That's why we got that word creative. And we can ask the Lord to just be creative as we're trying to minister to other people's needs. Um, there are testimonies I could share with you how that's happened of just calling people. And, and an extra way to say this as well, some of the people who've got the COVID and they go to the, to the hospital, they can't see anybody. That's they can't right. see the relatives. I've had a couple of situations in the last number of, of months including one of our own relatives in the States. Uh, my brother's a pastor, and he lost his wife, not from the COVID, but from Parkinson mm. on Mother's Day last May. Mm. He's the pastor. He couldn't even have a funeral for his own wife at the church, and uh, for a variety of reasons. And so later, they were able to do something at a grave site with just some family members a number of months later. What I'm saying is I know of other people who've called and said so-and-so died. Basically, all we could do was take the body to the cemetery, say some words, or was cremated. And that's, that's what's happened. So... I can see you reading your Bible here again. You have something else you wanted to share. Here. Oh, I have all kinds of things. But um, one thing that I that just came to mind as you were speaking is that um, as Christians, this is not this is not the first time that the church has been restricted 
yeah. from its movements. If if you go back to the beginning of um, of Christianity, you'll see uh, before the great persecution of Antioch, uh, before the great persecution in Rome and all that. There's a, there was a lot of things that were just hard for people. People could not uh, communicate with each other. They even found all these caves underground. There's all kinds of things that happened. But the church has never been uh, defeated. Yeah. And the church is always going to stand together. And that's what, like you said, what's good is that we have brothers and sisters. And calling each other is something that will encourage each other. It's more than a building, isn't it? That's right. And so we were talking about... Um, COVID and and all these situations to where we don't have freedom of movement and uh, of course there's also the fear of the disease and all these things. One thing that I wanted to share with you is going back to the scripture which is our foundation is from Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 and he says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. I take this verse to heart right now because I don't know what to do. No. As a pastor here, as a uh, uh, somebody who's, whose job is to go and meet people and talk to people and encourage people, touch people, um, you know, work among the poor, I am very restricted from that. But what I have is I, I have understanding that the Lord is asking me to trust Him. He is in control of this yeah. situation. It's not like He's out of control. And yeah. so, um, you know, one of the good things I want to tell you to do is to turn off your television. Turn off the news. Spend more time reading the Word of God yeah. because uh, the sensationalism in the news can also cause you to, uh, your heart to like waver a little bit. And if you look at the news too much and you don't read your Bible, you start thinking that it's all doomed. The news does not have the answers. And if we think that just what we're listening to, oh, okay, now we can do this. We're finding out they don't know. They don't know. And only God knows. And uh, this is an amazing point. Um, We're uh, going to be out of here in just a moment. But I want people to hear this basic little story of one minute. Now, Mr. Smith, if you take away all the witnesses and the murder weapon with my client's fingerprints... There really is no evidence. Is that not true? Well, there's the written confession. Okay, other than that, too. I guess without all that evidence, there is no case. Thank you, Your Honor. I rest my case. That's it? Are you sure you don't need to defend me a little more? Oh, trust me, this case is in the bag. If there are no closing arguments, we'll excuse the jury for deliberation. Your Honor, I speak for the rest of the jury. He's guilty of sin. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Very well. This court finds Mr. Winklemeyer guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Oh, that is so not good. Well, bummer for you. You'll get my bill in the morning. God will eventually be your judge. Are you prepared? The Bible says that Jesus speaks to the Father in our defense. Are you trusting Jesus with where you'll spend eternity? Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the web at lifelinepro.com. Well, that's, that's the basis right there. Mark, we're running out of time here. I'd like to ask you to pray for our listeners. And we're just going to have to do part two. Actually, this would be part three. Catch up on a little bit more here. (laughs) See what we're doing. So just lead us to the Lord right now with our listeners. Okay, as we pray, I want you to uh, focus on these 
this verse that I'm going to give you right now. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'll read Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. The Lord says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much because we have the power of the Holy Spirit to trust you. Our flesh cannot, but our spirit that you've given us through uh, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the gift of the Word of God, enable us supernaturally to be beyond what this world is uh, showing us. I pray, Lord God, for all hearts out there, all people suffering, people who are sick with the COVID, people who are afraid of being sick with the COVID. Lord God, for people who've lost jobs, for owners of businesses, small businesses, restaurant owners, I pray that you will be with us all. In Jesus' name, amen.